This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Linda Baldwin. And we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We've been having a great conversation all morning. Great things have happened. Hope Haven, Holy Week, and now we're moving on to a look back at 20 years of Real Presence Radio. Hard to believe it's been 20 years. Um, I know Lamb Radio, we were uh, bought out by Real Presence Radio just about three years ago. So we're grateful for that. And so I'm, I love hearing stories of how Real Presence Radio got started. So if you are on Facebook, you have seen this gentleman posted a couple times near a closet where we first got started. Father Raymond Courtright, good morning. Good morning, Heather. Great to be here this morning, and nice to meet your mother. Good morning, Linda. <laughs> good morning, good morning. So the picture that I, I'm assuming you've seen on Facebook is of you standing next to a tiny little closet with some equipment in it. Tell us about that. <laughs> oh, actually, it's a big closet. Is it? Yeah. Is it big? Is. Okay, okay. Oh, my okay. gosh. It had all kinds of equipment in it. And, and it's kind of funny how that is, is the picture that your memories go back to. But, but here's what you don't know. Because the closet doesn't really mean much if you know everything that was going on. So we're in Grand Forks on the campus at the University of North Dakota. 1997, we just got hit by the nation's first, and I think still only, flood that completely inundated a city. So 40,000 people at Grand Forks were displaced overnight. And so here we are. Was it 2000 or 2001 when we started the radio station? But we were just getting back in to a brand new building. So we had to rebuild. The chapel had to be tore down. That got destroyed by fire uh, from the Christmas lights a few months earlier. Hmm. So we're rebuilding the church, which, thank God, the church would only hold 180. It was too small. We built it up over 300 seats for the students. And, um, and we, as we were rebuilding, which is, it was just such a great blessing. And it was about that time, so I'd say around 2000, that John Kerrion came knocking on my door, Father Courtright, you know, we were thinking about uh, starting a Catholic radio station. And, of course, I was gun-ho, but inquiring, okay, what does that mean? You know, what mm-hmm. do we need for space? And it was kind of cute because <laughs> John would say, well, I'm not sure how much space. <laughs> and I just, I really had no idea. Like, you just need a, an office-sized room or a, yeah. a corner in a room or, you know, you need a... a I had no idea what kind of space this type of, of equipment would be needed and so forth. And, and John didn't have a great feeling for it either. But anyhow, through it all, we kind of laughed about it and, and just said, well, we're doing it. We'll just trust in the Lord and we'll make, make use and we'll figure this out. Uh, but, you know, we're, boy, I was just, I was blown away to think that all the work these gentlemen did, so John Kerry and some other friends of his, Deacon uh, uh, George uh, Logren and others, who, I, as I found out, you just don't buy a radio station. You have to wait till one's up for sale because there's only mm-hmm. so many of them. And so they had been working on this for years. And so when this KUND was the station that was being sold, when they swooped in to buy it for $300,000, I thought, of course, Whoa. go for it, you know. Uh, get it as soon as you can. And I was already familiar with the programming from Mother Angelica. Mm-hmm. Just imagine going back when I was in high school. It was like my senior year maybe, 1978, I'm on my way to school in the morning, and there's a, a morning 
show on. My mom says, here, you've got to come see this. And it's uh, Mother Angelica being interviewed with her biological mother. Oh, wow. And at this point, she doesn't have the radio station going yet. But she <laughs> is, um, or maybe just starting it. I forget where it was at that point. But it was just the cutest interview for a national oh, wow. TV show. Just really caught my eye. And uh, here she's being interviewed. And her mom was a widow and had just joined the convent. And so it was uh, very uh, humorous when the um, person running the show asks Mother Angelica the question, well, hold it, so your mom is in your religious order, in your convent, and they call you mother. So that was her question. Well, then, so what does your mom call me? And you know how Mother Angelica is without, you know, missing a beat. She just smiles and says, well, of course she calls me mother. Well, what do you call her? Well, I call her sister. And it was just such a, a cute thing. You know, her her Italian humor and, mm-hmm. and uh, vivaciousness and so forth was just so incredible. And I'll tell you, those were just great days in the, in the life of the church that we had this not only radio, but TV station mm-hmm. taking off. And uh, it was quite incredible. So to be a part of that. I was just thrilled and delighted. And in, in all honesty, I didn't do much of the work. Um, it was kind of everybody else that, that made it happen. One morning, uh, the Splen- uh, uh, Logren showed up and uh, another friend who's an engineer, and they showed up with a trailer and a big, huge pole, mm-hmm. dug a hole in the back uh, alley next to the building, in the parking lot, actually, not in the alley, and put up this uh, 30-foot-tall pole and, oh and, and hooked a, uh, a big dish to it. And uh, so I just kind That's of marveled. Wow. Well, these things are popping up, and and yeah. then how the equipment then ended up being wired down to uh, this closet that was in our new library downstairs. That's wild. And so that's that's all the space that we needed at that point. And then we would use the library for the studio, and we'd have uh, some uh, shows, some programs going, and. One of the things I really desired to do was to get our college students involved into a program every week, like maybe Friday afternoon, some kind of talk show or whatever, mm-hmm. or Q&A or what's happening on campus or things new at the Newman Center. And, and it was just, everyone was interested. But to get them to make a commitment <laughs> was impossible. It's like, well, would right? you do this for the next three months? No. 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 Uh, the next three weeks? How about two weeks? It's like... <laughs> Next week? <laughs> so we could never really, and uh, that was one of the things I had hoped would, would come out of it, but we were unable huh. to really hammer anything down. And it was just amazing how quickly <clears throat> it grew then because we needed more space. And uh, I don't think we were at the Newman Center in maybe five years. Okay. We were there maybe five years, not even, and St. Mary's Elementary School was closing. And so here was this opportunity to get a big, huge space. And so you'd have a, a full-time studio where an office space so people could be there. And so that was the next big move was going over to St. Mary's in town. And uh, that was just a great win uh, for the radio station. And, and then the next stop, starting one in Moorhead, another station. Are we out of town? No, no. I was just going to ask you because... You're talking the logistics of this. How, so I know from Lamb Radio experience <laughs> that it sounds easy. Was it that easy? No, it was 
It was not. <laughs> no, it's really hard. And then just getting licensing and all the hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. So, for example, one of the things they said is that we can't give you the, uh, uh, what's the government agency that runs the airwaves? FCC. FCC will not give you a license unless you have somebody who can answer the phone 24-7. In other words, you need to have a full-time staff oh, to start this thing. We said, well, that's nonsense. Here, just give my phone number. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll answer I'm whenever. Phones, right. I've got my phone with me. I'm on call 24-7 as it is. So, so that's kind of, there are things like that where all these little things that just popped up. How do you get around and how do you make mm-hmm. sense of them? And it did take a while. It was a struggle. And we had great people on it, so I was um, I was very impressed how they would make things work. And then just like, even if your station glitches because of your equipment, uh-huh. that's a huge problem. Uh-huh. Um, and the FCC has regulations about that. And, um, yeah. and there were times that, you know, it was new equipment, and we were still learning how to use it, and then there would be glitches after a couple of months. Oh, well, what was that? And how do we take care of it? And um, yeah. And there were things that, for me, that was, I think, one of the most exciting things was how it was truly a work of our Lord. Hmm. I contend that if it was just up to human devices, it would have ground to a halt in the first couple of months. Yeah. Because there were challenges and things that had to be overcome that I looked at humanly thinking, like, hey, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> There's no way we're going to go on. Yeah. And just even think of the money aspect of it. I mean, who's got $300,000 laying around? Right. Um, so it's just how things came together when they did and so forth. I just always marveled uh, to see how God's hand was uh, in this work, truly a work of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Raymond Cartwright, who has been with Real Presence Radio from the beginning. And so we're just kind of taking a look back at 20 years of Real Presence Radio and its existence and some of the hurdles that it's had to go through. So, Father, um, we're going to keep you on the line. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about some of the stories and struggles and then kind of take a look at where we've come today. So if you want to stay with us, folks, we'll be back with more with Father Raymond Cartwright right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. 
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Linda Baldwin. we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We're having a great discussion with Father Raymond Courtright, who has been with RPR for 20 years. Hard to believe it's been 20 years, but we're celebrating that in a big way this year. So we were just talking, uh, Father, about, during the break, about how uh, it's not always as easy as putting up a pole and plugging in the power. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So uh, talk about some of the challenges that you saw Real Presence Radio experience at the beginning. Well, one that comes to mind right away is that we needed a larger listening area. Mm -hmm. And the sender in Grand Forks was not reaching Fargo. And as far as population goes, that was really our target area because we're not really hitting Mm -hmm. enough people with it. So there was a a booster you could buy. I forget, Steve would probably tell me, he's like, yeah, the one we got now is 5,000 watts, and this one's 50,000 watts. (laughs) Right. And then at Fargo, they'll be able to pick up our station and so forth. And, you know, so they did all kinds of studies. And here again, just the studies and and mapping this whole thing out and how it works and where it's going to reach. And and just even during different times of day, you know, how the station changes its, its, its reach. Well, and just the study alone costs and is complicated, and you have to follow all of these guidelines within the FCC. And so just doing the study itself is, like, complicated. You know what I mean? It's like Correct. Yeah. Yep, and I'm glad I didn't have to get involved in that. They Me just, too. They just, like, rolled out, here's the, here's the results. I'm yeah, like, I just oh, let Brad looks, do that now. Like, looks, looks good. We'll let Brad do it. <laughs> so the only holdback was getting $50,000 to buy the booster, whatever it's called. I'm sure there's a name I just don't remember anymore. And so, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of a challenge. And, and uh, so that was the next project was to work on uh, raising that money. And, um, <clears throat> and so we started and uh, took, a, took a while to, to get it going. And, and then in the meantime, there's just, you know, things would start happening in the, in the background that were kind of strange. Like there's out of nowhere, this accusation comes Somehow, but the money's not being spent for what it's been raised for. You know, the money's mm-hmm. all should be going towards this booster and, and all these other things. It's like, well, that is where it's going. And yeah, but um, it's just kind of interesting how some people see how accounts work. Like, just even at the Newman <laughs> Center, you know, uh, 
we're running on what three quarter of a million dollar budget at that time um, and all the different accounts but I think some people have in their mind that you have like a thousand accounts with the bank it's like no there's one account and then yeah how that money is divided up is according to your bookkeeping and it's all everyone knows exactly where every penny is and so I was just kind of stunned that that these strange accusations one accusation started coming up like that and uh, but in short order, we got the money hmm. and uh, put in the booster. And the booster didn't quite work as the study showed. The signal hit Fargo, and you could listen to Real Presence Radio in your car. <laughs> but you couldn't hear it in your home. Yeah. So, you know, even the booster, it's, it's, it's like you're saying, you know, people just think, oh, you just put a ton it up and then it, everyone can get it. That's not mm. quite that simple. Mm-hmm. And so that became a real challenge. It's like, well, how do you start fundraising in a town that doesn't really quite get the signal except when you're in yes. your car? Yeah. And so that was the next really challenge that had to uh, be uh, dealt with. And, and it was just kind of amazing, miraculous how the next station popped up in Moorhead and... Um, it wasn't even part of ours. It was a separate thing going on, and then how it got melded together. I got to tell you, it was it, it, humanly speaking. I don't think anyone could have planned this to happen the way it did, but how it all worked out and came together was just miraculous um, in my mind. There were really incredible challenges and very upsetting things would happen too. That you just mm-hmm. thought, "Wow, this this is this will never work." Well, and do you think and, that when you're doing something, because I think. RPR is amazing, and I think we do great work, and we're a big mission. Do you think the devil works extra hard to create chaos? Oh, without doubt. Without doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, I got to experience that in, in the work with the station. Mm-hmm. Yep, in those early, early years. Yeah, there was some really uh, diabolical, crazy stuff mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Well, and I just think, you know, because with Lamb Radio, there are crazy things going on. And then we get, you know, and I think what I'm trying to get at is that it's um, hard and it's frustrating and it can be exhausting. Right. (laughs) But I think when it is that hard of a struggle, that that promotes, that propels me to work even harder at it because that must mean I'm doing something that the devil really doesn't like. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to keep it moving. So now we've got 26 signals in 10 dioceses across five states. Is it 26 now? I, that just boggles my imagination. <laughs> right. Right. Could you have imagined? No. Never. We, we just didn't have that kind of vision. I didn't. I didn't. I think the people who, who, who started this thing did, though. Guys like John Carrion and uh, Splinskowski's and uh, Logrins Logan. and uh, the other families and, and uh, people I'm, who were involved with it, I think they, they had that kind of vision. Um, you know, for me, this was just an aside. I'm running a Newman Center and yeah. <laughs> uh, just digging out of a flooded uh, city and trying to get things back up and running. So it was a... Hmm. It's a very different world at that time, and very exciting. Yeah. So as a pastor, how has Real Presence Radio changed the way you do things? Oh, well, it's nice having it, because I know that a lot of times people who have questions, they'll say, you know, I was going to ask you this, and it was on the radio. (laughs) 
I kid you not, that happens every once in a while. Where, um, And then also it brings up questions, which I love, that, you know, uh, about the faith and so forth. You know, is this really true and why is this and so forth? Uh, so it's great to have out there. And, and I think in the beginning, in my mind, I thought this will be a really great tool for evangelization, reaching out to non-Catholics. Mm-hmm. And while that's true, it's a lot less, I think, like in percentage-wise, than just the number of Catholic lives that it touches mm-hmm. in strengthening and deepening people's faith. Mm-hmm. And, and in my, that's what I see as a pastor more than anything else, is yeah. how you can have even tepid and lukewarm Catholics who once start listening to the show. It really is amazing what it does to bolster their faith. Well, to really learn their faith, to know their faith. Because yeah. we have another Catholic radio station out there on the Sirius XM and, uh, uh, out in New York. And uh, they have, usually have um, Cardinal Archbishop uh, from New York. He's got a program on there, does a great job. But it's really more of a, I call it Catholic light. You know, mm. I think it really reaches out to people on the fringe. And um, uh, it revolves a lot more around humor. You know, and they do a great job mm-hmm. with that. And, um, but it's like, it's, in my mind, I said, you know, it's kind of like a stepping stone to our programming. You know? yeah. And you need that, you know, that, that for some people who are just kind of lost in the cosmos and mm-hmm. don't know the spiritual life from uh, anything and, and wouldn't even know who Jesus Christ was. I mean, it's amazing how many people in this country do not know who Jesus Christ is. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice having that. And then, as I call uh, our radio station, you know, the, the meat and potatoes, you know, you're going to get... Mm-hmm to really learn mm-hmm. about your faith. Because there's a lot to know. There's yeah. a lot to know about Jesus' life and all that that entails. And then, of course, 2,000 years of church history now and the things that you learn uh, over the centuries. You know, how do you, you know, Jesus never gave a playbook. You know, here's how you right. do it. Right. He says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to lead you. You know, how do we keep attentive to the Holy Spirit and keep on track and, you know, dealing with the whole broken human nature thing there's always those struggles of how to overcome those things which are a scandal a roadblock that uh, that cause problems to keep uh, uh, us from growing in our relationship with our Lord Amen well and I just always think that if we're um, strengthening the Catholics we have um, how much of a greater impact we'll have on the entire world and reach those that aren't Catholic or fallen away Catholic. It's just uh, a different way of approaching it other oh. than knocking on the doors themselves, um, strengthening ourselves every day. In fact, I'm glad you're asking me about that because I should do another uh, petition at Mass on the weekends to... Uh, uh, remind people just to do some practical things like set a button in your car for Real Presence Radio. Amen. Because um, I know that's a, that's a great place for people when mm-hmm. they're driving uh, mm-hmm. to pick the show up. Yep. You, and you can tell them, hey, I was on. You can go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should tell them they missed out on a great show. That's right. <laughs> Well, Father Courtright, thanks for joining us today. Any last thoughts about the beginnings of RPR before we let you go? Um, just it's what a great honor it is for me mm. as a priest to have been involved 
and, uh, and just to marvel at the great work that they're doing now. Tell me that again. Did you say there's 26? 26 signals. Si- signals now in yep. 10 different dioceses. dioceses. Yeah, that's just mind-boggling. Right? Five and, states. Uh, so it's a, it's a great honor to be a, to be a part of it. And, uh, and then also to get just to know all the great people who have been on the board. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's another gold mine of just very uh, down-to-earth, very Catholic and faithful uh, board members who've, who've directed for years now and have just done a great job. I'm always very impressed with uh, yeah. the array of people who've, who've made this thing happen. Yeah. Um, so, and I thank you, Heather. I'm glad you're doing this report after 20 years because I got to tell you, <laughs> when they said it was 20 years, I didn't believe it either. You're like, I'm not that old. That's what, what I keep saying. About? I'm, 20. I'm barely 20 years old myself. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. turned 25. Hello. <laughs> well, Father, thank you for uh, all the work you did at the beginning and continuing to support RPR and uh, all, all the work you do. Thank you. You're welcome, Heather. My great pleasure. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you all and the the radio station, too, listening to us this morning. Amen. All right. Thank you, Father Cartwright. You're welcome. 20 years, Mom. Hard to believe. I know. That is wonderful. I think about, you know, the beginning days of Lamb Radio just because that's where I came from. Um, And it is amazing. I mean, to think I would never have thought I would be a part of an organization that has, that is this big. Yeah. You know, it's just incredible. And when people hear about how big we are, it's amazing. But then I also feel like we're all not that. It Okay, so it feels big, but it's not. Does that make any sense at all? No, no, it doesn't. But like, it's just, you know, being programming director and getting to know all of these people who've been involved and getting to know all the diocese. It's just like, we're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah. You know, and so I just love that it brings us all together in this area. Well, and it's amazing because they say when you're using the gifts that God has given you, that he does things above and beyond what you ever could do. Amen. And so that's absolutely what's happening here, that mm-hmm. people are using the gifts that God has given them, and he's multiplying them hundredfold. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. God, God is, is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Linda Baldwin. And we'll be right back after these messages. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 